Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Alright folks, welcome back to your uh, cinema therapy with your boys. Yeah, boy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, boss. Um, Coming to you live from question, NBO. Is there a point where you, you're too old to say your boys? Do you just go, as a point, start, like start saying your men? Nah, I feel it like... It just sounds odd. Yeah, it just sounds odd. It's just boys all through. Like, I, I feel like 60-year-old men, you know, still, yeah, my boys. To say your like, boys. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Apologies for being cool. conscious about about age all the time, but is <laughs> that point of life? It's yeah, I, I guess I guess. How far now? So what did we watch? We watched Love and Basketball, the movie that I wasn't essentially keen on peeking, but um, to be okay, fair, so so after watching it, what are your overall impressions about Love and Basketball? Honestly, it didn't change that much. Like for me, it was like okay, cool. I get the points where you mentioned that it wasn't a lot of high school stuff, and yeah, maybe sort of. Um, but it was all right. I didn't cringe as much. There were certain parts of it that I'm like, what are people doing? But generally, um, I could see the, there were obviously deeper themes in there. So, um, yeah, there were deeper themes. Um, I think I captured some, which we'll talk about going to, um, mm. but yeah, mm. I think of our impressions, I realized, I thought I watched it in depth, but maybe I did not watch it as in depth when I was younger. After seeing mm. it again, but I know I, know, I don't think I we know, could have. It was two thousand though, right? Yeah, and like in between Genesis one and SS one, like I don't think we we're like watching movies for the deepness of it, right? So <laughs> I'm not too surprised. But yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I don't even mean about the death. I just mean like even just watching the story. Like I think maybe like I was watching it one day, and maybe like never took light, and I just never watched it. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those. Thing. Yeah, I I don't think I ever watched it from start to finish. I feel I like I probably almost caught it on DSTV, and then my mom bought it at some point, and I don't think I finished it. Like the most iconic scene I remember was like the beginning. Um, when they were kids and also the strip the strip one like when they were shooting whatever to to strip um yeah those are the two iconic scenes everything else was just like a blur to me like i feel like after i got to like 45 minutes in the movie everything felt brand new like i also yeah, for the yeah. first time yeah i see what you mean yeah i see what you mean um but yeah guys i don't know if you guys have watched the movie um you all listening mm. um we're pretty much sure maybe about half of you would have Either many years ago or recently. Um, I said before, I'm not sure about Gen Z folks, um, <laughs> but most likely millennials have seen the movie. Um, and if you haven't, it's pretty much a romantic sports drama. I'm reading off Wikipedia, guys, so this is not me starting in my head. But romantic sports drama stars um, Gina Price Bythewood. Um, she's been in a couple of black movies. You might know her facially for sure. Mm. Um. And then obviously you also have uh, Omar Epps, and uh, no, sorry, Gina Price Bythewood was not in the movie. She was the director. So the okay. stars are Sen- Sena Lathan, Sena Sena Lathan, and Omar um, Omar Omar Epps. Mm. Um, so so that the two main um, actors in the movie, and of course what it was released in two thousand, right? And I think IMDb ratings are quite high, seven point something. But obviously, the movie has had a huge place in culture, black culture mostly. 
Mm. Um, and it's one of those classic movies that I think even girls and men as well to today still talk about mm. um, as well. Um, so I watched it and I think I had a couple of thoughts raising to love and stuff that I'll pick your brain about. Now, given that yeah. you've had a lot of drinks tonight, it would be nice to pick your brain even, even <laughs> further. Even further. Oh, yeah, ultimately like that. Bef- but. Before, before I now, guys, you just yeah. you just had a decent night in Kizumba, a few drinks, <laughs> no more than usual. Um, as we have a couple of wine glasses, etc. Um, mm-hmm. I think I even had a lot more when I had when we had the last conversation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was that was that for cinema cinema therapy? Um, so was that for Mm-mm. American Psycho? No, oh, actually, I think it was a. I think it was an actual episode. It was the Love on Valentine's episode <laughs> with the one with the one with the weird yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Valentine's. It was Valentine's. Valentine's. Apparently, yeah, ap- yeah. apparently, this is the season for. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. Um, it was a nice movie to watch. It was a nice movie to capture a lot of um deeper themes. Well, not a lot, but quite a few. I would say that the ending points between the fourth quarter. So for, let me say, let me say this again because mm-hmm, exactly, because people, yeah. people haven't watched the movie. Yeah, but but the point between when she went to Spain, yeah. so when she got from Spain, and when they ended up together, I felt that was a bit too short. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted like a bit more depth, some kind of a, a, a bit more time into that. Mm. Um, but let's start from, let's go from a chronological order from the start. Yeah. Let me start by asking you, whose heart are you playing for this year, bro? Because we saw Monica play for Quincy's heart at the end of the movie. So, you know, and that was a lose-lose for... Um, <laughs> for who? For, for her? Yeah, for her, because even if she won... Mm-hmm. Even if she won, she'd have always wondered. No, actually, maybe, maybe for him. Anyway, but it was good that he won and still then chose her. But yeah. if he lost, okay, well, uh, he mean, might have been. Okay, honestly, yeah. I, I thought that whole thing was just dramatically weird, and it was built with some kind of emotional. Like this feels very unrealistic. Like is this is not going to determine anything, right? Like fair enough, he won. But I feel like if she won and he didn't want to get married to her, like is like if I don't know, it was just one of those things where I don't know. It felt too movie like. I, I feel like I'm glad she didn't win because she wasn't meant to win him that way. And she meant to win him over mm. correctly, but not mm. that way. Mm. Um, but what do you think about even though we're, even though we still start from the, from from the top? Let's move. Let's speak on that line first. What do you think about that line when she said, "I play for your heart"? I I, I kind of like that scene. I cringed, bro. Um, I cringed. Like, like it was, it was but, 100%. but to be honest, the guy had one leg, so he was a bit handicapped, but she still lost. Yeah. But yeah. it was a good, I thought it was a decent line for the era at which it was created. Yes. 2000. Right? Yeah, I guess. I'm honestly, I don't really guess, but anyways, it was, it was cringe for me. I didn't, it was, it was so random. Like I'll play your hearts. Like, I guess it was almost like a callback thing because they did play at the start of the game and whatnot, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like Charlie, just just get out of my screen, Charlie. I didn't remember who won, so no, he won. I don't know. No, I mean, like when I was watching this, because I watched it before, I didn't remember who. Eventually oh yeah, won. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah but I yeah, think what was also yeah. what was also weird was just 
I think she was taking it more. I don't know who. I feel like she took it more personal than he did, right? What do you she, mean? I don't know. Like the vibe and the energy she was giving off while playing, it was like it meant more to her. I guess at the start than it did to him, and then for him, it wasn't so much about what the result was. For him, it was just about winning her, like beating her in the game. Do you get what I mean? I feel, I feel like for All her, right. losing the game was not just a game. It was losing it was, him. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And yeah. for him, winning the game was not getting his way. Winning the game for him was winning just the, the game. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for me, I was just like, <sighs> like I, I know you guys are doing this to make it romantic, but it just doesn't feel that way for me. It just feels like a transaction. But maybe like, let's... Let's take a bit about the characters. Um, yeah. About Monica yeah. and Quincy. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, like, who did you like better as, as characters? Um, Monica, I think. Um, in a weird way. I don't know. I never related to Quincy from start is to that finish. Just ba- is, is that just based on his um, character as a, as a braggadocious um, love, no. lover, not lover boy, but like playboy no. kind of um, popular. Even from, even from the beginning, right? When they were kids. Um, like it was a rude a, kid, man. Yeah, bro. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, so let me play that scene for anyone. Um, just for going yeah. back to the beginning. Yeah. So this is the start when he asked. This is when I think they were 13 or 12. When she just moved over. Mm-hmm. Cause this scene was first cute, and then it went immediately. Exactly. It just went. Just went so sad. You wanna be my girl? What do I have to do? I guess we can play ball and ride to school together. When you get mad at me, I got to give you flowers. But I don't like flowers. Oh. How about Twinkies? My mom won't ever buy them. Okay. Okay. I think we ought to kiss now. For how long? Five seconds? Not out here. Oh my gosh, this reminds me why I like her. Okay, let's carry on. Give us a cue because we won't hear it. Oh, right, yeah, of course. You won't hear them kissing. So you're kissing now and then he's counting on down his fingers. his fingers. Yeah. One to five. <laughs> Wait, because you're my girl now. You got to ride on my bike. <laughs> but I want to ride my own bike. Mm-hmm. My dad always drives my mom. So? So that means I have to ride you. I don't have to do what you say. Mm. Forget you then, stupid. You stupid, and your dad plays for the worst team in the NBA. What? <laughs> Last time they won, Dr. J was a nurse. Shut up. I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore, you ugly dog. Why don't I want to be your girlfriend, you big hand? <laughs> Plus she won the fight because girls always won fights at that age. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
this just reminds me why oh, I by like the way, her. That wasn't sarcastic. I meant that. <laughs> he was always one fight at that age. No, for sure. Now, all those abaraz that you get on your back, they'll just end your life. Bruh. Anyways, yeah. So this reminded me why I liked her. And I say that because at that young age, the character she was written as was someone that knew what she wanted in a kind of way, you know. And she was very practical. I think that's what I liked about her. Like, he said, um, you know, would you want to be my girl? And then she asked, like, you know, what does that mean and all of those things. Like, so for her, it wasn't like, oh, oh, a boy is asking me out. It was more like, okay, you want me to be your girl. What does that require of me? And then he states mm-hmm. the requirements. And then, and yeah, then, you know, even even in the kiss, like, she was like, oh, now you ask, kiss me. And she asked, like, how long? Like, very practical. Like, the baby is thinking on a very practical level. And I think that followed through to her growing up as well, where for her, like, yes, I'm going to, I want the emotion and I want the love and everything, but... For her, the base in which she operates from is just practicality, right? And then when he says, like, get on my bike because my mom and dad does it, it's like, like, I don't want to do it. So, you know, why, you understand? And then he then flips out. So, yeah, for me, that, she was, I was sold on her from that point. And, yeah, although she's, they didn't, obviously, we can talk about later on and what she grows up to be as a teenager and then a yeah, young adult. Yeah, we'll get to the second quarter, but, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that scene, I found that scene really funny because I felt, yeah, for me, it was a bit toxic, even though they were just 13, even though it was 13 <laughs> years old, because I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, toxic is a strong word, but, yeah, but that was just that was a bit rude. Yeah. But obviously it's fine. It's a, it's a movie and, it's, and stuff. So I found that funny. Mm. And it was cute as well, because I think it's possible that even though I say it was a bit rude, some of us would have said those things as kids without even remembering that we said certain things to girls and to guys. I'm not sure. Definitely not me. I'm quite confident. Not me. I'm quite confident. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) I won't say. I won't say I am, but I don't. I don't know if I am. (laughs) No, no, no. yeah. You give off crazy Um, vibes. No, not the extreme kind, but you. You give off small. Take that back. Small, 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 small. Young crazy vibes when you were young. Not now. Like now, you're a very proper guy. But yeah. Okay, I would uh, <laughs> I would take that whatever that means, but like during by the first girl you you ever asked out, um, because I think that was his first time, of course. I'm like, what did you say? I don't think I was. I don't think you. I don't think one of it. I don't think even being blunt like he was at our age would have worked. No, no, I was age. very, I was very shy. Was actually, very actually, shy. might have worked to be fair. Just asking a girl out when you were like thirteen or no, thirteen is probably too late. Mm. Is it too late? Probably too early, bro. For us in Niger, like I go, I guess we had crushes in primary school, but I didn't ask anybody out until I was in like GSS two or something, bro. Yeah, GSS yeah two of yeah. secondary school is thirteen. Oh, true, 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 true. true yeah, so true, thirteen true, is true, decent true. age. True, true. Yeah, fair. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. Um. I so do you remember I, the first girl you asked out, and what did you say? I can't remember what I said, but I remember where it was. It was in church. Um and I remember, oh, okay. I remember yeah, the story. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in church and it was outside. Um, this was someone that everybody said in church we were cute together and all of those things. Uh, but she was in boarding school. Then she came back briefly for midterms and whatnot. And then we talked a bit, took her outside, and was like, "Man, you've been doing long distance for time." Yeah, I mean, yeah, bro, like I'm. It's actually a problem. <laughs> did you have point. a phone at, at that point? Did you have a phone, a telephone? I, I mean, did. Mobile phone, I did. Rather. I did, but she didn't. Uh, but well, she oh, did because she was in, she was in school, so she couldn't take it to school. So um, I asked her, and she said yes. Then the next day, I went to her house, 
and we just walked and around the area and the streets. Well, the street I was familiar with, so we walked around, got back to her house, went to the back of the house, and I should have kissed her, but I didn't because I was kind of like shy. Um, but I feel like she wanted it to happen, but it didn't happen. And then I just went home after that. And I'm quite impressed with the detail that you that you that you remember. Go on. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we ever kissed. We never did till we broke up. And the way we broke up was just so annoyingly weird and silly. So that was like you guys didn't, you guys didn't seal it. We didn't consummate that word. <laughs> you, know, you didn't. Okay, I don't want to use that word, but yeah, but people get what it means in the context of a thirteen-year-old relationship. We do not consummate it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We never did till today, which is quite interesting. But I wouldn't want to. Yeah, do. I actually do have no recollection of mine of the first girl I ever asked out. But you remember what age you were or who it was? No name drop, but still. Because you, you seem to always be keen to drop names. I feel like you never you always forget I'm, you're on a podcast. I'm not keen. I just forget I'm on a podcast. Yeah, which is fair. Um, I'm glad you feel is, comfortable enough with which me. I, which I guess is is normal. <laughs> okay. um, but I don't remember the age. I don't remember who. That's interesting. Wherever Wait, she is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry Wendy doesn't remember you. Let's track back a bit. Actually, you know what? I'm actually I've been a, I'm actually I've been a late bloomer, you know? I feel like so. Because yeah. if I don't remember who, maybe maybe there was no who in the there first place. There was no place. who, yeah. So maybe actually it was late bloomer. So to, be, to be fair, um, people see me and potentially think, I feel like I, I late bloomed in the later phases, right? But in the early phases, I was pretty front-footed in the sense that I, people have heard this story before. But the first, when the first time I kissed a girl, I was four. And this is not... Like I tried to verify sources because the circumstances in which it happened, there was a third party involved. And I confirmed from this third party that this thing actually happened. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so I feel like in those kinds of ways I was a bit front footed. But then I almost like hit the brakes when I hit like uni, when everybody was now getting into that proper phase, I was kinda like not there at all. Do you get? We're not there at all, what do you mean? Like I was just like secondary school, all of obviously did all the you know trying to get a girl to like you and things like that. But I think in like hundred level when everybody was really <clears throat> now you're free from your parents, you're living in school on your own. It's kind of like the time to really explore yourself. I yeah. almost like pulled the handbrakes in those periods where for the first three years of uni, I wasn't involved in any conversations like that. How come? <clears throat> I don't know. I just decided to take a break from actively. Actively. Or it's just just circumstance. No, actively, I was talking to someone at the time, but even then, I wasn't very keen on converting into something else, particularly because the person was also dating a friend. Um, and so yeah, just so that was like the closest. And when that didn't materialize into anything, I just said no and never had any of those conversations mm. until three hundred level. But yeah. So let's let's talk about the fact the the part of the movie where she had that makeover, right? So that's where they showed us this transformation from, um. Woman prom night? Do, yeah, the prom night. That's, uh, okay. She has the um, typical transformation of, you know, the Cinderella story there where she goes from typical... Tomboy to... Tomboyish, showing that she can actually have feminine, in quotes, mm. um, traits or characteristics, of physical features that can attract a suitor. And we saw that in the scene where she was getting dressed by her sister... sister. Who got her ready for um, a sister's setup date, um, and we and we then saw her mom also make the acknowledgement of, "Aha, you, you, look at you looking like a 
woman now. Mm. But I guess and where I'm going to more is the is what do we think? Actually, no, let me play the scene first and we can break that down. But I guess I want to answer the question of like, what do you think about your 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 history or experience or just even people that you might have known whereby they you've met women who normally you haven't looked at them in any way until mm. they've had this mm. Mm. again makeover or, or mm. whatever it is whether makeover by time or maybe makeover by an occasion <laughs> and then you, you don't you something see them different does that make what does that make of you is that more of you is that more of a of a a question on on you or just a natural f- circumstance of the fact that you're human and let me let me just play this scene um quickly yeah. for everyone just to see yeah. so this is where she gets the makeover with her I don't even wanna go. sister Talk to me. Go look at my top drawer and bring your grandmother's pearls. The pearls, of course, the pearls. The pearls have to come from history. <laughs> from history, I mean, grandma. Which grandma they wear pearls for this time? Like... Tonight, don't worry about yesterday's game or the recruiters or anything else. I just want you to enjoy being beautiful. Will you do that? Here you go, Mom. Thanks, sweetie. I don't get the whole pearl necklace and how that changes. Like, <laughs> anyways, I think it's it's, really it's, think it's, it's 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 almost like a maybe a signifier of womanhood or transition. Yeah, that you can you can now wear this matriarchal. Um, significant um, objects yeah. now that you're now in that maiden state. Mm. Honey, hush. Oops. Now they are the dance. And, and yeah. you know what's funny? At this dance, okay, let me just wait till she comes up. Why are they going to say something? No, isn't it so funny how like Gabriel Union just yeah. randomly appears in like old black movies, <laughs> like like when you watch them back, yeah. like you never knew she was there. We just watched an the... old black movie, like ah, there she is. She's she's like, and she never she never she never played like the main character or whatever. A main like, character, yeah. She was more like some... a side hustle character, like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm waiting for her to walk in with the guy. Nah, but yes. he didn't really say anything. So, so like, she, so she's walking in with the her date. Yeah. 
um, and then he takes off her coat that reveals her physique of a newborn woman. And then Quincy then sees her and like sees her in a new light. Right. Yeah. And I guess I'm trying to figure out like do you think have you ever been in a position whereby you've seen somebody differently after like a makeover? And what does that say about true true affection? So mm-hmm. because it's not as if they were not close before that. Okay, maybe let me answer, let me let you let me let you answer the question first before I proceed, but yeah. As you're answering, just know that just know that I'm going towards the point of view of it's not as if they were not close before before she had that makeover. They were already close, right? They were yeah. friends, they lived next door. But why why does it take the makeover, a makeover into um a more femi- feminine in quotes look for you to then see her differently? And when you see her differently, does that then mean that that's where the love actually begins? the affection begins or is that just when you realize that she's cute, hot and sexy or is mm. it just temporary? Yeah. I feel like that, that that's a tricky one, right? Cause it happens in, I feel like it happens in different shapes and, and forms and whatever, where like you might think, cause even if you think someone is cute, like on their own and you've built up some kind of relationship with them, the day they the day they step it up to another level, you the intensity changes. No matter what you felt naturally, you get. So, for me, I just feel like it's a natural thing that you know when you see someone in basic form, and they decide to power up, you'll be amazed <laughs> by the power up, right? I don't think it's definitely like maybe because if you're seeing the person for the first time, like let's imagine you didn't know the person before and you saw someone in their glam up phase, like mm. sure you have that reaction. But if you've known the person before and you see them in their glam up phase, I feel like it adds on top of what you already feel. So I wouldn't necessarily see it as a negative thing that, oh, you only now like the person because they've now like glown up. Where I feel like that story might change a bit is when obviously this person has been in your life and you've never thought about it. Like you just never, you weren't attracted to the person. But then time passes and the person, you know, goes through that, you know, womanly phase where they just come out as like a new version of themselves. And you're here, they're like, well, okay. Like for me, I think it's like, it's a new person. So it's fair for you to have that reaction. So maybe I'm saying this because I'm a guy, but, um, yeah, just, no, I think that's a, sorry, go on, yeah. go on, go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I, I'm like, it's happened too many times with me to be fair. <laughs> like I'm even going to deny it where, you, there's someone in your life that you've kind of like just always like yeah they're cute and everything but you don't really see them as a, a woman in that phrase and i think sometimes this happens to people that are not in your generation maybe just maybe two three four years away from you where obviously the the younger you are the more pronounced that difference is but then when you get older that difference sort of like merges because you're now in the same life stage and then you start to then think of the person as x or y or z and I just think it's normal, right? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder, maybe ladies in the uh, ladies listening can ask, answer this question for us as well. Mm. I wonder what's, from a lady's perspective, what kind of glow-ups do guys have that make ladies look at guys differently? I would say height, facial hair, 
voices and yeah, yeah but the issue with that kind of glow up is like that our glow up is that means it's then like um very gradual because for women like Quincy and this phase of her going from a basketball tomboy mm. a basketballer tomboy to a what, sexy in quotes yeah on a dress that's just a thing of three hours of makeover Mm, so that, that, that's like a shower some nice clothes perfume makeup uh, okay then if if that's what you're defining as like makeover that was not what i was referring to because the one i was referring to was also time passing N- no yours was like wholesome makeover yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get it i'm just yeah. saying like i'm putting i'm putting a putting question to women like in a mm. in the makeover on it for me what kind of makeover can can men get that makes you mm. look at them in an entirely different way. Actually, as to be said, it, it could be physical features that still be mentioned, but could I there be other things too? Like responsibility. I feel like, you know, if a guy is, I don't know who, maybe some people, I mean, not for everybody, but imagine a guy is like a jock or whatever, or just some random guy in high school, but then you see him later on and he's like an investment banker or whatnot, which technically is still a jock, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. So like, that's just like social status then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no yeah. responsibility. Well, maybe a bit of responsibility. Maybe the guy just didn't seem like someone that would get it together and it does get it together, right? I think if the guy comes off as someone who's like a responsible family person, then, you know, that, that could also be a makeover for, for women. Mm-hmm. Um, although in this, in this Love and Basketball movie, when she was like, oh, look at that ass. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you remember when he was playing b-ball and Gabriel Union was talking to her friend about Quincy's butt. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, no, that that does happen. Um, women have been known to oh, for enjoy sure, for sure, for enjoy sure. the the visuals of, of a man's um behind, which I behind. find random. No, because, so because, you are, because you're a man. No, so no, no. You cannot understand. But, 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 but I feel like <laughs> maybe it's just known. Is this particular case? No, it's just this particular one. Like, you know, sometimes like women talk about a man's butt and in your head, you can imagine a world where like, okay, there's, this looks different from everybody else's, but like bare minimum flat ass rubbish and she's like swooning over it. So I just feel like Quincy was not the character. With the uh, kind of oh, oh, right, oh, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. so you mean like, like the butt actually the, did not look nice. Did not look nice, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, 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 so what are we talking about here? And um, by the way, for anyone who ca- who did not catch that, the butt we're referring to is the man's butt. Yeah. No, yeah. man's butt. <laughs> right? <laughs> just to clarify that. Um, but that's interesting. I think the, the character himself Mm. Um, obviously maybe because we're not we didn't watch it the movie at that point where, where it came out but watching it now I think I, 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 and, and I thought of alternative guys that would have guys that have been good but again isn't that just us trying to play to the trope of a male lead who's who is this kind of basketballer famous player yeah. has to look a certain way which yeah. he did not Yeah. so I think maybe that's also part of something to think about as well and to be fair, but, like she wasn't also like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Beauty, I think it was yeah. a good it was a yeah. kind of good cast. They were, they were not they were not extravagantly extreme. That to distra- distract you. Like I feel distract. like they, they made them quite relatable. I think that was probably yes. the point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One thing that struck me about the movie a lot was again their friendship. Um because obviously they took us from a scene of when they were pre-teens or teenagers mm-hmm. to when they were um, about to um, get into college. And obviously, this is probably at least a five-year period in between, if not more. 
but definitely we can tell that their friendships built a lot, mm. got stronger in between the, that time. Mm. And 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 one thing that struck me from that was when Quincy's folks were fighting. Yes, yes, and I then loved, I love that scene. And then yes. that scene, it, he 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 heard he heard the fight in his bed. Mm. So basically, him and Quincy and Monica live next door. So Quincy's friends were fighting one night. When the fights began to get loud, Quincy just got up. No words were said. He just got up, opened his window, went 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 out of his window, went across the grass to Monica's window, knocked on it. She opened it. She didn't say any word, and he just mm. slept on the floor. Yeah. So just to suggest that that happened multiple times, and the friendship um, was so good that she was he always went to her. Yeah. So like, do you think? And who you go to in in times of distress is a sign of who can be good for you. But also, like, what do you make of that their friendship as well in in that in that um, interaction? Mm. The first question of like, do do you think like who you go to in times of trouble is good for you? I think it's is it's, it a sign of, of it, it could who, be who, a who sign can be good for yeah. you. Yeah, it, it could be a sign. Um, but I think. Unless you're genuinely attracted to the person, you know, it could just be one of those relationships you can lean on. Do you get? So I feel like a lot of times people try to conflate the two or at least say, oh, someone that is good for you emotionally, that definitely is the best person that you should be with, right? Because emotions are important. And I get that. But if there is no kind of physical attraction, then... You can't over-index on the emotional parts. Now, someone might hear this and maybe someone who's already married and has gone through phases and all of that will probably tell me that, oh, no, like, you know, at the end of the day, what really matters is that emotional thing. So I could be wrong. Like, I think we were were talking about how, for us and how we approach the podcast, we're speaking from a point of view of a certain phase of our lives. And so maybe those views might not be relatable to other people in that sense. But for me right now, I wouldn't over-index on just that emotional side, partly because I have not put all of that in one place. Do you get? So for me, there's no need. It's not special when I can relate to someone that way. Do you get? So I feel like if nobody, if you don't have that anywhere in your life and you didn't have it in one place, maybe that then is something special. But for me, I have that in multiple different places in different forms. So I can't just use that as a reference of, you yeah, know, someone yeah, else for yeah. me. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because obviously he had it in one place. And I, I guess like being a superstar basketballer, mm-hmm. um, you probably, in the public eye, you probably maintain a facade, maintain exactly. a, an image, and then you don't show... I mean, maybe you don't have deep, deep close friendships. Um, but I wonder whether that, that would have been the same. Probably would have been the same if it, if it was a guy as well. Like um, flipped? But, I mean, like, no, if his neighbor was a guy, if if Monica was a guy. But I guess mm. the point of that was just that I think it showed that they had a friendship, first Beyond, of all. Beyond, yeah, yeah. For, no, as in, like, as in, first of all, they had they had a friendship, mm. right? Because mm. he, he, he came to our games even when he was seeing other girls. Mm. He, he, he was aware of, the, of our scores, you mm. know, so mm. there was definitely that investment in their relationship as friends, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. kind of was good to see because it showed that even without it doesn't show but it give an example of how friendship is is mm. a very key foundation um mm. even 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 before any attraction sets in anyway um mm. again it may not be the the happy path for everybody people can start things from from attraction first and then they build 
friendship part. and relationship yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But for them, that's kind of how it happened. Mm. But I think when he went to the room, what I thought about was just like, I mean, I, I thought two things. One was like, oh, I never had a cute girl living next to me when I was growing <laughs> up to, to, to go to a house when my, when my, when my parents were, were making, were making me annoyed for, for probably my, my own fault anyway. Um, but there was that, but there's also like, I'm just thinking about how like the, the approach to the optimal approach to starting certain relationships or, or love, because it feels like even, even though they were friends, the love was first built. I mean, even though, they, even when, even while they were friends first, there was love that was built in that mm. friendship, mm. you know, because I think it's that love that will make, I guess him trust her to be able to go there all the time. Yeah. How, how, how come accommodate him coming, mm. him keeping, him keeping tabs of our games. Some kind of love, at least. It might not be romantic love, as you, as people might say, but some kind of love in a friendship mm. that probably maybe made the rest of everything easier. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But before we go into the third quarter, um, <laughs> one thing that we probably make it cringe was when they had sex and the scene where, like, he took off his pants and she, and she had that gasp. Did you see that? Did you see that scene? And then then I had um, um, Maxwell playing in the background. Honestly, I feel like when that scene was happening, I zoned out. Fair like, enough. Yeah. No, but like this was for this was before they began. So like they had this um Maxwell song, popular song playing, and this yeah. this woman's work. Yeah. And then they were, you, you can tell the director was very very detailed in this. <laughs> And clearly, clearly a black director because mm. when when they showed the scene when they came out from they came inside from the window, and then they were then undressing, yeah. and then she sat down. You know, she sat down holding her her chest because obviously she was still very shy, which was a good yeah. point to make. Um, and then obviously he's more confident because he's done he's done he's that done before, it multiple times, but, yeah. but it was our first time. And then it and then then takes off everything and then takes off his pants and then the camera goes to her and and she has this like shock face on mm. her face like oh my god and oh and and then at that point the song then goes like it was just it was just a very <laughs> very funny scene in my head like when I saw it but also yeah. very very detailed because it made sense mm. and I also and in a weird way I'm also read them for showing him take off. The condom from a rapper. Because uh, you know, okay. most most movies that show sex in, they just skip they past, just, yeah. They, 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 no, they just go straight into it as if people don't use condoms in the real world. Mm. Right? I guess except when it's part of the like narrative, which in this case it kind which of like is, was because his mom kind of like mentioned in the initial stages when there were girls coming home to him, mentioning that most of these girls would try to knock you up and then yeah, oh, but you... I don't. Yeah, but I don't think it's that deep, and I mm. and, and I just think they were just following simple, like the most common path that happens that in real in world. But, it... but but most movies don't because showing that path disrupts a flow for the for, for the viewer mm. because the viewer is just used to seeing 
oh, um, they run out from outside, undress, 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 and start having sex. Yeah. But like this one showed like what might happen in real life when people, when, when most people are trying to be smart. <laughs> All right. So yeah. I guess my point was, that was on that level of detail that even, even there's a very, very small, tiny detail. But level of detail that I found interesting watching that particular scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. so, so let's move on to the third quarter of the movie, um, which is when they were in college. Yeah. So obviously, and when, when while they're in college at this point, they're already dating. Um, they, they get they get into the same college, um, USC, yeah. and they're already dating. The official everything's going great, and clearly they have things in common, which is basketball. Mm. And I began to think, like, I wonder what you know, the depth of having things in common does relationship quality. Mm. Um, do you think you can have too many things in common that it might make things? Again, I'm just asking what you think about your not general rule because we're not making yeah. an empirical validation course here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I I tend to I tend to rely or need a lot of um, overlap in terms of interests, um, both like superficial things and okay. and sort of like deeper deeper things. Um, because I'm more about to maybe just the kind of person that I am and what I enjoy and stuff like I guess I want to be able to find the things that I enjoy in the person that I'm spending most of my time with so I don't need to seek it elsewhere. Do you get? So for me, it makes me optimize and look for things like I know we talked about this on one episode where this is something I'm figuring out, but if I can't necessarily talk to you very plainly about like the work that I do in that kind of way, like it's not, it's not like I wouldn't then date the person because of that. But if I had that, that would be extra nice or, you know, same sense of humor. Um, mm. I would, I would have noticed is So the, there's someone that I've been talking to for a minute now. And in some ways we're similar, but even in those similarities, there's like interesting differences. So for me, it's like I'm not scared of differences, but I just think there has to be like that base point that overlaps in a lot of different ways, right? Um, is how I see it. So are we talking about overlaps in values or? Because val- I mean, no, no, values. I think values sure. are, are, are a short thing, but yeah, what what but else uh, overlaps are we, are we talking about? Like sense of humor, um, the kinds of things we enjoy, like what's our definition of fun, um, you know what kinds of things maybe stress one person out um, and what does one person find like trivial as well, which can mm. still connect to value, but just in some of these like things. And yeah, for me, like either they're exactly the same or they're complements of each other. So, you know, maybe you like, um, you like, t- you like certain kinds of TV shows, but this person doesn't necessarily do movies, but they do maybe anime or something like that. Mm, mm. That's different from the person not doing TV at all and just not being able to raise to any kind of like entertainment you get. So mm. I'm not saying let them, you like F1, so they must like F1. But if you like basketball, but they like football, there's some kind of overlap there. Just it's sports, but just finding different expressions. And so that's mm. how I like to see it. So, And I guess that's a question for people to try and maybe uncover themselves as well, is think about... And for those who are in relationships listening as well, um, how much do you have in, how much do you have in common with your partner, and what's the depth of commonalities, mm. and how do you th- mm. how does that 
I'm also like I think your relationship yeah. would like to yeah. hear that as well because um, I'm curious. I'm I'm yeah. not sure. I don't have the answers. What's um, your own What's your own feeling like when just looking at maybe past relationships as well? Do you tend to optimize for that kind of commonality, or what's it for you? You love that word optimize. Um, <laughs> I think I think the commonalities that make me happy that that they exist. Alpha commonalities, I mean, beyond values, of course, mm. but, uh, but alpha commonalities in very little things. Like? Right. Like maybe things that one has read about, mm. heard, watched, things that one has um, thought of doing or mm. wants to do. Mm. You know, I mean, beyond values and. and, and there, there isn't, and again, values is very, my values are very broad, right? They extend beyond people saying, oh, somebody has to think of life X, Y, Z. My values also relates to health. Mm. I health, <laughs> health is part <laughs> of my values as well. And apparently, I, 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 I've been told this um, recently that I can be quite, um, what's the word she used? No, 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 no. I'm very particular about so apparently, I didn't know this, but it makes sense. So I mm. do too many things to avoid getting sick. Mm. And, and I don't know the extent <laughs> to obvious. which yeah. it was until I was told so that. I was like, because it makes sense. And I'll tell you a, a good example. So typically, in one every, every week, I'll probably make like a potion that has like a blend of a strong alkaline fruit with like turmeric or ginger and like honey. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my God. And then, and then in my office now, I have in the morning when I have my breakfast in the office, I still have like this um, elderberry zinc syrup that I drink. Oh God. Um, so it's just like those, those little things, but to me, to me, it's just... Things. They're not little things, bro. <laughs> To me, it's just like it, to me, it's just like I'm doing it for myself. I'm fine. You don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not asking anybody to do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just don't know the extent to which that was quite. A... <laughs> I'm gonna say something here. Like, um, I think that's also the beauty of being and discovering the potential of a relationship is that you start to see yourself through someone else's eyes. And yes, it's it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. It's it's very fascinating, right? And honestly, don't get me wrong, this is not even just relationships. Even if you're swiping on Bumble, um, exposing yourself to someone new and the person like making judgments based on the parts of you that you exposed, it can be a quiet, it can be intoxicating to be fair. Um, and yeah, for me, I try, I tend to like find value in those things. And it kind of like helps you because I feel some people like do the swiping thing and just my favorite word, <clears throat> optimize for the physical bang, like, you know, big bang that happens. <clears throat> but then I feel like there's so much more you can draw out of those same conversations that just leaves you in a much better place. But maybe that's me deepening things a bit too much. Yeah, but, but I think I think it also takes takes the other person to uncover that too. Mm. Um, mm. Because... <laughs> You, you can spend time with somebody for a long time and, and, and they don't and all they it. want is they don't get and it they, they don't get and, they, and they don't give you any new lens they just reflect every, everything that you you are currently seeing mm-hmm. um, you know so it also depends on the other person as well yeah but back to the movie I think the most important part of the movie to me the most important mm-hmm. part of the movie was in third quarter and it was when things began to go south 
bro and <laughs> don't get me started bro let me like, play that clip and then we can discuss that so this was the clip when quincy found out his dad was cheating was cheating and cheated. lied yeah and he was obviously upset because he adored his father as his father as a god mm. um which which in a way has its that's, own that's another yeah. story from that day <laughs> um and obviously what he felt he felt very betrayed and then him and Monica had a this was, this, was, this was the beginning of their downfall. Yeah. Talk to your new girlfriend. Look, I took the hold of Burger King. <laughs> Cheap date. You share time for me. So you messed around to prove a point? Look, what'd I just say? Yo, you got your head so far up your ass, it took a cheap day for you to notice me. <laughs> what cue, man? Did I forget to kiss your ass like everybody else? You forgot to be there. That night you wanted to talk about your dad. I had curfew. What was I supposed to do? Stay. If I stayed, I wouldn't be stark. Well, at least you got your priorities straight. I never asked you to choose. You never have to. I'm a ball player. If anybody knows what that means, it should be you. If basketball is all you care about, why are you boning me? Why don't you bone Dick Vitale? Wait a minute. How do I know the next time you're feeling neglected or whatever, you're not going to just run around on me? If we're going to be together, I have to be able to trust you. I'm not asking for us to be together. Hmm. You see, at that point, just to raise, just to raise this point, he couldn't answer the question, mm. which is why he's, he, he, because the answer to the question was, Yes, if he felt that way again, he will make her choose. Mm. Which, which is why I, th- I think he went the other route to say, I'm not asking us to be together because he knew mm. that if he, answered, if he knew that the feeling of neglect, he couldn't not want her to choose him over yeah. her yeah. current yeah. career. What? I'm going through a lot of shit right now. It's obviously more than you got time for. <laughs> how, how, how are you going to tell me what I have time for? I mean, what, whatever I did, we can fix this. I don't think so. You don't think so? Look, I'm entering a draft. Hey, what? I'm going pro. Hey, who knows where I'm going to end up, you know? <laughs> when did you decide all this? A few days ago. So, so that's it. Just, just forget about you and me. I still like us to be friends. Friends. <laughs> oh I'll see you around. This scene is like ten episodes. Yeah, there's so uh, much fun in there. Yeah, there's so much fun yeah. in there. You can pause it. Yeah. Um, I laughed at the friends part because it actually happens. Like, I feel like every time that, it almost feels like every time that people that are together have to break up, not because there's like something like obvious and blatant. There's always this, but I'll still like us to be friends thing that gets put in there, which honestly just introduces a lot of confusion. And guys, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this because when it happened to me, 
I decided to end things properly. Like me to have also introduced the, but let's be friends kind of thing on both ends, either somebody breaking up with me or me initiating a kind of like end of something. Um, and I'm wondering why that is like, is it a fear of completely like, are you doing it to keep that door potentially open or do you genuinely actually want a friendship with that person? I think, I think it's a coping mechanism. Mm. That's what I think. I think if it's a relationship that is real, you're grieving the loss of it ending. Mm. I think my ex-girlfriend was the same. Um, I mean, I've always known about myself that I break up. If not, if I break up, if me and somebody breaks up, there's nothing like friends for me. Mm. At, at least not like for like two years. Interesting. Because what am I? What are we friending about? Yeah, where, where's the pro? Like, where? What direction because is this going? Yeah. No matter what, no matter what you say, you've lost somebody who you care about, and the feelings, the the head knows it can't go further for whatever for whatever reason, but the feelings that you built up over time, they will still be there. They're, I see it as like you know when you have, like air in a balloon that like balloon is balloon is the wrong example but like air in like i don't know um air in something that just needs to seep out slowly mm. right you know when you break up there's still a lot of air that you've carried as feelings over the last you know one year or two years the air is going to go out eventually right mm. but it can't go out that day but oftentimes i think so that's the, so that's different things just to cope with the suddenness of the event but also to help control the outcome in a way because you want to you want to paint the reality that tomorrow we tomorrow can be manageable it's a hope thing i think as well mm-hmm. tomorrow can manageable we can still be friends which means this this all was not for nothing yeah right this this all is not going to go to waste you know the air the air that was in this the air that was in the balloon that i, that I built up all these all these months is still going to be useful because we're mm. still going to be friends. It's still going to be a link to, from my node to your node. Mm. Right. Mm. But in, in reality, a breakup is, if it's finite, it is finite. You grieve something that you've lost. You've lost an experience, an investment. I mean, you've lost somebody. They're still alive, but you've lost them. You've lost an idea of the future that, you, that you've planned for many, many, many months. Yeah. You've lost so many things in one. Mm. So, which way, which way I would say to you, I say, just let me grieve. Yeah. Like I tell them, like, just just let me grieve. Let me I know. Just let me grieve. I'll grieve in my bed in my house alone. I'll go through mm. that for two mm. weeks, two months, whatever. But I'm not gonna lie to myself and extend that grieving or disguise the grieving as 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 friendship. Because it's already mm. dead. So let's not act let's not act like when a birthday party when it's actually a funeral funeral. <laughs> you know, and, and so that so that's how I see that bit. And I know it's easier said than done because For sure. not, not everybody has that ability. Breakups can happen in different kinds of ways that make those things tricky. Yeah. Um, but for me, oh, no. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about, because um, for this particular scene that you mentioned, I think what I put down here was sort of like um, not being able to be there um, and having to choose, right? And this element good, of choice. Good. Yeah. And obviously for him, he felt that she picked basketball over him. 
um, in the night where he wanted to be with her and, you know, talk about his father and what he had done, she had to be up early the next morning to be chosen for the team. Right. And she mentioned something there that she wouldn't ask him to choose, which I, mean, I guess there wasn't a situation where that could have happened in that sense. But I'm just saying, like, what, what do you feel about, maybe I can give my own perspective first about the, this element of choice thing. And I feel like I've probably evolved in my expectations of that thing, but I'm always at a phase where maybe I'm too understanding in that sense. Mm, mm. But Word. <sighs> to, to understand is a very big possibility, man. Yeah, because, because you, you have to hope that you have the right person. Because mm. if you don't have mm. the right person, then they, then they take that for granted. For granted, absolutely, absolutely. Because I think there were certain. I'm looking at my previous relationship. I think there were certain points where I wished something would happen, but it didn't. But I tried not to take offense for it and rationalize it. And maybe when the relationship not finally ended. Those are now like flashpoints that I'm looking back on. Like, uh, like that was a sign. Yeah, right? yeah. Like one example I can give was I wasn't feeling too well this particular day, right? And um, this person, I, like uh, this person, I asked the person to, to get me food and the person did and brought the food over. And we were supposed to go to a thing with a bunch of other friends. But because I was not feeling well, I couldn't go. And she came, gave me my food and you know, stayed for like a couple of minutes and she's like, oh yeah, she has to go because obviously that was the thing we're supposed to go for. And then she went for it. And obviously, I would have liked for her to stay. But I also yeah. understand, yeah. But I also understand that this was a plan that we both had. I just happened to fall sick. So it would be unfair to ask them to stay. So I didn't ask the person to stay, but I felt bad that they were going and i tried to think if tables were turned would what i would you do what yeah. would i do and would i need them to ask me to stay but i almost feel like they would ask me to stay they wouldn't even think twice about it right and so, even if you and even if you offer to stay they, they might say no go but you, but you're not sure whether you should go if they say you should go exactly it's so, very it's very hard it's very so that was that was like one one point and stuff and honestly when that happened and you know this person left i didn't hold it against them but for me it almost gave me a bit of not confidence but leeway that if something potentially could happen in future then we've kind of like set the tone that yes we'll do what we need to do but giving up certain choices is not necessarily an important thing for us in that kind of way but to be fair, like I, I thought that, but I would still go overboard, right? Like I was. You know what I'll do in that situation? Yeah, tell me. What I do in that in that situation at the moment when it happens doesn't matter as much to me versus what I do after. Okay. What I mean by that is that that what you just painted as a, a picture is very com- complex to figure out in the moment. Mm. Anything you do would always have a pro and a con. Yeah. Right. But for me, what I'll do is no matter what happens, no matter what I do. If I go with the option that you went with, which might be likely, when I'm better, day three, day seven, when we're going out, when we've sorry, when we've gone out for a date, when when mm. when we've gone out somewhere, I'll bring it up. I'll say, mm. do you know that day that I was down? Honestly, I wish you stayed, but I also wish, but I also did not want you to lose out on the plans. 
mm. and I had mixed emotions. Mm. What do you think? Mm. And for me, I'll take a lot more solace in doing that mm. because sometimes I believe that sometimes some places you can be some some you can find some some circumstances that you just cannot figure out in that moment. Yeah. And that's okay because you you like you not know, ChatGPT. Even ChatGPT can figure out everything <laughs> in the moment. Right? Yeah. I'm also like you're going through emotions. Things happen in an instant. You're not prepared for them and you can't react yeah. perfectly because you're not that, that means you're like you're not human. Yeah. But I always take that hindsight back into communication. Yeah. To let them I, know. Yeah. Like I, this is this is what I was thinking. This is how um, I felt. I don't know what that means, but I'm just letting you know. Yeah. So if that happens again, what do we do? And that yeah. way at least she knows now that, okay, any similar situation. Obviously, this is, and Quincy and Monica was a bit deeper because it was about career and stuff, but. Yeah. At least we've had the experience of talking about it. Yeah. So, so yeah. when things happen that are slightly synonymous, you have we that template. know that there's, yeah. that there's a template. Yeah. yeah. So for me, layering it on top of this situation, um, she took your pers- she took your what you just said because she was asking like so does this mean in future this is what's going to happen when they, a certain kind of decision has to be made right so she was she was looking more like <clears throat> okay this has happened now and this is how things went on but moving forward what do we do but he was almost like because it happened once um I'm out sort of you get so i think that that was kind of like that what that scene reflected to me where you know in her head she's seeing these things as you know step one or this has happened now um how do we deal with this moving forward when it happens again and so we can avoid this but for him like for it to happen once and maybe for him wasn't just once but he's been harboring all of these things over and over again and i what think do you want to say? that's one scenario where so there will be scenarios where both parties have a claim. Which in this case, because he he had he had a one hell of a day. Right? He found out pretty much that his whole everything that I told him from day one is a lie. Yeah. And she had one she also had a case because she had curfew and she's worked all her life to get into USC and she got into USC and she can't she can't mess it up. Mm. But when when you're positioned with your when you're positioned with your partner, girlfriend, where you both have a case for for, for your own choice of action or for your own desire, mm. but one person has to budge. That's where the question is. That that's mm. the ultimate research question, mm. right there. Mm. How do we determine whose case? It's more important. Takes precedence point. over the yeah. other when both are valid. Mm. Mm. You know, and I think you can either think of that as short term or long term. This is just this is just one example of, of, of the cough. Mm. Short term or long term approach. Whose case, if not dealt with, will have more long term repercussions for both of us? Mm. And in this case, it was definitely Monica's. Because one could, argue, one could also argue though that obviously one is a lot more emotional and one it has to do with like, you know, just nice to have in that sense. Like, yeah, but the difference there is that even if it was nice to have or it was about emotions, even if even if you're still feeling down tomorrow, she's there tomorrow. 
mm. right? And chances mm. of you feeling okay in three weeks are higher yeah. than chances of her getting back in the basketball team if, if she, lo- she loses out tomorrow on it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can look at it as like one is there's more control. One, there's more control in one for one party and the other party, there's just more that's out of their control. So... Yeah. Uh, again, like I, I don't think we're given any binary like answers here. Like it's just you know you yeah. almost have to assess it per situation. And and also like even something deeper. Like when do you choose career over love? Mm. You know, and vice versa. <laughs> you know, I mean mm. that that particular scene, not that scene, but that period when the scene before the scene we just played, guys, was I think was one of the most important scenes of the movie. Um, when do you choose career over love? And because I'm sure these are questions that couples face every time, even when they're already married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when they're already married. You know, when you choose career over family or when you choose family over career. And how do you know that your, your, your strategy for, for choice will, will merge with what your partner thinks? Because you can think that, okay, well, if, you, if I go for this thing now, babe, in about two months, we're going to be here, we're going to be here, so it's worth it now. Your mm-hmm. partner's thinking, well, in two months, what if this doesn't happen in two months? And then you have like a different business plan approach. So I guess that's more of a question and answer to you guys. When you choose career over <laughs> love, um, that I don't know as well. I guess the easy answer is to always choose love, right? But we all know that that ain't, that ain't realistic. Um, I mean, the, given that we're the Yellow People podcast, we always say there's a lot of gray involved, right? So the gray in this case would be, well, it depends on several things. Um, the career, who's working, um, do you have kids? Um, what's the context of relationship? Um, is yeah. it a stable economic environment? There's so many varieties that we can consider, right? Yeah. But, but this is not a research study. We're not, we're not doing that. We're just asking a question <laughs> yeah. for, for you guys to um, consider. Um, yeah. But Bruh. I think Quincy did that real dirty when he, when, when he brought that girl um, out. I mean, sorry, brought that girl to the room while Monica was there. Yeah, no, that was just... And their breakup was quite rough and harsh, in my opinion. And I guess from that question, I want to, from that point, I want to ask a question and say, like, do you think the way one, a breakup can happen can ruin chances of future, future, future reuniting? For sure, bro. <laughs> For sure. Right. And it doesn't even have to be, like, violent heartbreaks. The break can be thoughtful, but it can still. Actually, no. Maybe I'm saying it's thoughtful because in my head I tried to be thoughtful in that sense. But yeah, I'd say the way you break up and the way you end things can influence what comes after that, right? I think at some point I said in one of the previous episodes that I was friends with like all my exes but one. Um, but even the ones that I say I'm friends with, it was just that we were friendly and we there were conversations that we had after the breakup. Um, but this, you know, the most recent one is like, you know, darkness, not darkness, just it's no communication whatsoever. Even though it's ended technically weirdly, but an attempt to sort of like end it maturely as well. But each person sort of like made the decisions of of how best to sort of like move forward. So short answer is like, yes, the way something ends influences what can exist. The potential chance, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. But what, what's funny yeah. is like in this movie, I think she she really grafted for him. Like she really grafted. 
Yeah, I feel because like she was she was the one consistent one throughout. Like she was very she was more predictable. Her desires didn't necessarily like change. We always knew what she wanted, and I feel like she, it was yeah, she knew what she yeah. wanted, and she made it clear. Yeah, and it was always like a I don't know for maybe I'm looking in hindsight, but it was a purity to her, like purity not that like pure whatever, but there was just clarity to her desires and wants. For him, however, um, he was always doing something in response to something. That's what it felt like for me, because, you know, why does he want to? Like he's playing really well, so obviously he wants to do the thing that people that play really well do. Um, you know, his dad he finds out he finds out his dad does this, and his response is to do what he always wanted to do and just go against his dad. Do you get so for me like? <laughs> Maybe that's how it was written. But like you asked me at the start, who did I relate to more in this? It was always her. Like I never connected with him at any point in time. There was any, there was not any one point in time that I saw him and thought, oh yeah, like I get you. It was almost always like, bruh, kind of situation, right? Um, so the more, the more I think about it, the more I, th- I think maybe the movie was about her. Even, yeah. even there's a love story, it's a, it's a, it's a movie about how in a way because if you think about it it's uh, her actions okay even though he has actions too but it's her actions that save the story time time and time again yeah 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 I think because from the point when the kiss after the dance from the point when she told him to come into the room when they Mm. kissed on the grass from the point when they had the the breakup and she tried to hold on from the point when she came back for him at the end of the movie. Yeah. From the point where she grafted by the speech telling him she played for his heart. Mm. You know, and maybe that's what also helped him see that basketball was not everything everything wanted in life. Yeah. Maybe it was just, maybe it was just following a script he could not control. Mm. But she knew, and it's and it's, it's also. I mean, she she knew what she wanted, which was basketball. But also, yeah, she knew what she wanted, which was basketball. Because even after the story was all and good, at the end they showed her playing in the NBA, and then she he was like the stay at home. Yeah, even though obviously the way they painted the story was that she quit basketball to build her family. Right, like for her, I think it's weird. It's quite interesting because. No, she didn't quit to be because she says she says she came back to America for him. Yeah. Well, right. well so, she, so she quit the European basketball to come back for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, not him. Well, him because she was in love, but because something was missing, right? Because she was playing and doing the things she was always wanted to do, like yeah. play pro, but there was just something missing for her, right? Which was this aspect of love and family and things like that. Um, which obviously is quite interesting because obviously which, which movie, again shows that she 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 kind she of matured. chose love. She yeah. She chose love. She chose love to over career eventually. Eventually. But then obviously with the love that she got, she was also he also gave her the foundation to, you know, get the career that she eventually wanted. So it's almost like, you know, you have two choices that seem binary and against each other. Um but if you choose one you will most likely not get the other. But if you choose the other, you could potentially, not you always get the other, but you could potentially still get that other thing, right? It's like, 
but you you have to choose that other one for the right reasons. I don't know if you get what mm, I mean. Mm. So it's like so she had between her she had love and she had, had choose love or basketball. Obviously the title of the movie. And if she chose basketball, she would not get love, right? But if she chose love, there was a potential that within that love she could get basketball. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, obviously, fairy tale ending, and obviously they painted it that way in that sense. But I'm just saying, like, there's certain choices that you make that in the moment you're making them, it feels very binary that you're giving something up. But the right choice at the end of the day gives you both things that you eventually had to choose from eventually, but not yeah. maybe in the exact way you wanted it, but in the way that it needed to get to you. So absolutely, yeah, the right choice opens up opens up the potentials that you want again. Mm. at some mm. point in the future <laughs> i just realized something like not to bring a scripture into this but it's like if you if you get what you want to get outside of sort of like you know god's you know idea and ideal situation mm. you will get that thing but you will lose sort of like that connection with god and everything but if you choose to lean on that connection with god at the end of that everything else comes with it yeah, maybe not yeah. the way you wanted it to come but it does come Maybe with at the it. time as well. Mm. Um, mm. But it does come. Oof. So, I, and again, this is what I said. I think it was a good movie. I think it's a movie that could create multiple, multiple interpretations. I think it was also a beauty, beauty, it was also like a beauty and the beast story as well. Fair. In a way. Mm. Um, which again, it's, it's, it's a good movie. And obviously, as, just like yourself, I, I, I liked Monica's determination. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was inspiring. She stuck to her guns, even when, even when she could have been guilt tripped, even when she, even when her mom was not, mm. you know, what, what she would have wanted her mom to be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, just realized she stuck to her guns. Yeah, I was gonna um, say like I, I was gonna say that I feel like we. Like there's a lot more themes to this movie that we yeah did yeah yeah even even like, a, even a mother relationship as well yeah mother relationship know. but also Zeke um sorry like the the guy Quince's dad and mom dad their and relationship yeah yeah this there were there were definitely a lot of undertones there the relationship with her sister um the relationship with um the other the starting point guard on the team that yep. she came on the relationship with the coach and her. Oof. The relationship between who Quincy eventually was going to get married to. And <laughs> Tara Banks, poor Tara Banks. <laughs> Anyways, um, we've been going on for a minute, so maybe let's let's, let's tie the knot here. Yeah, but well. guys, if you're still here, um, please thank you for joining as always. But please check out the Yellow Peel Junkies campaign, still ongoing in the in the bio. Um, give mm. it a good, good, good um, click on the link. <laughs> and if you've got time give it a good uh, 15 minutes of 7 minutes if not actually no about 10 minutes less thereabout and again get a chance to win Amazon voucher 25 quid um, so yes please help us with the survey it's really important uh, exercise for us we've gotten a lot of responses already yeah and already some interesting things we've seen already so it'd be so nice to get a lot more inputs from you guys listening and obviously we'll share the findings as well with everybody to see, for, for to see um, what um, um, what the LOP family is like, you yeah. know, we really appreciate that. And I'm let Toby get into bed now because <laughs> right now it's in Nairobi at like three a.m. Four a.m. Um, bro, it's four 
4 a.m. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I was talking to someone about the podcast and like the question they were asking, I was like, where, where do you find the time? I'm like, bro, like, it, it, it pops it, up. Yeah, it, it just, just pops up. It, it just, just pops, pops up. up. And, like, this, and, and, this, and this is a good evidence of a lesson in life that is something you want to do, you find the time. Find the time, bro. Like, it's, it's, and it doesn't but feel to I've you said like that you're I've, sacrificing I've, something. I have. Yeah. Yeah. You have what? Yeah, it's a lifestyle now, and like even even my setup in my house, I set up I and, and I set up my house in a way where I'm thinking, okay, if I'm doing the podcast, how you know it's it's part of just how you live. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thanks, have bro. a great week, bro. Take yep, it easy. Yep. Have a good night. Um, see you in a bit. See you. See you. See you. Safe. All right. Cheers, bro. Peace. And now a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions. So regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five star rating and review if you like this episode. Also be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Peel Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Peel underscore pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks, thank you for taking Yellow Peel with us today. I'm your co-host, Wally, as always, and right next to me is Toby, and we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, Peace and love, people. Peace and love.